Welcome to the Grace Story Podcast, where inspiring stories are brought to life. This podcast is made possible by Grace College and Seminary, located on the shores of Winona Lake in the great state of Indiana. I'm your host, Dr. Drew Flam. This is the Grace Story Podcast. Today in the studio, we have three guests, which I'm pretty excited about. Dr. Fred Wintorf, Jody Claypool, and Pavle Popovich. Did I get that right, Pavle? Close enough? All right, good. Well, Dr. Fred Wintorf over here is a chair of the Department of Engineering and Assistant Professor of Engineering. And prior to coming to serve at Grace, he was Principal Research Engineer at Zimmer Biomet. We're also joined by Jody Claypool. Jody is Principal Consultant and Founder of JC Innovations, LLC, and the driving force behind Helping Hands, which we're going to talk more about today. Helping Hands is a program that was formed to assist families in northern Indiana with the challenges related to costs involved for prosthetic devices for children. Jody has a background in engineering, having worked in the industry since 2001. And our third esteemed member of the panel today is Pavle Popovich. He's a senior engineering student that has worked with Helping Hands the last two summers. Pavle is from Serbia and is also a standout on the men's tennis team here at Grace College. Welcome to all three of you. Thanks for being here. Fantastic. I'm glad uh, to be here. I must admit I'm feeling a little anxious uh, with so much brain power in the room. I can barely put together my kids' Lego sets. So um, you guys uh, hopefully can maybe teach me a thing or two. So I appreciate you being here. Dr. Wintorf, I'm going to start uh, with you just to give a, a little bit of broad overview of the engineering department at Grace. So uh, tell us a little bit about how you got to Grace and why you decided to Grace and sort of what your driving passion is for the engineering program at Grace. That's a broad question there. And yeah, I, I can talk for an hour on this subject, but um, How about yeah. five minutes or, okay. or less? Is that- <laughs> okay, I can try to try to cut it down there a little bit, but... Um, so, so came into the area to work at Zero Biomet to um, try to use my engineering skills to, to make people's lives better, um, directly making some product. Had a great time there, but really felt like there was something missing, some other things to do, and it kind of um, ran into uh, Bill at church, actually. And so Bill Kadip, president of Grace, goes to one of like Grace Brethren where I yep. go to church, and just had a conversation about what engineering was doing at Grace and stuff like that, and and. We had a discussion a week later, and then year after that, I was hired. So it was it was awesome. That was it's a great thing, and and I have just been having a ball. So this is my third fall teaching. Um, students like Pavle is just yeah, really, really, really been fun. And the idea to use my skills to help them sharpen their skills that God has already given them, yeah. and and then also give them some direction for service. So the idea of the the skills that God gave you a gift, and you need to use that to make other people's lives better. And the the story we're going to talk about today is awesome. It was a, uh, again, a, it's fun to the, the one of the the things I really like about working at Grace is seeing God work and just bringing kind of random things together. It's like Jody and I have worked together before at, at Zimmer Biomet and just kind of randomly kind of came together um, and talked about some options, and this was great. Um, but the idea that that this the program is built on is the idea to um, 
sharpen people's swords on the on the mental side of things. So yeah. God have given you gifts to be able to to do math, which you really don't use for any other things than engineering. <laughs> it's not a really great skill to be able to do an integral, but the idea that you can actually do that and to make people's lives better, making um, somebody this for somebody that they're going to use to pick up markers, play with toys. That's awesome. Yes. And and I think this was a great opportunity that can only come from God. I did not do this. Um, this was more of Jody's work, and I just found him. And the idea where we get to found some really cool students that are able to, to do this. Um, but the idea of the engineering program is to um, yeah, show them that how they can use the skills that God gave them to make the world a better place. I have – so kind of a little sidelight. I have always struggled with being an engineer and a Christian. Like my um, – like my family is social workers or other things like that. And I got, I'm not doing anything to help God's kingdom. And that's the idea of really what I want to help. So I struggled for a while with that. Yeah, yeah. I would love to help other engineers know that this is this is a, still a gift from God. And there's things that you can do to make the world a better place. So that's kind of lots of things in there about the program. But I will stop talking now. No, and it's, um, it's one of those things where... Well, the the stuff you work on at Zimmer Biomet, right? Prosthetics or implants, like you may never get to meet the patient that receives that, but it is truly changing their lives. And I love that motto you have. That's been your motto personally um, to use the skills God's given you, the the brain God's given you to help others. And um, I think that's a pretty biblical calling. So um, thank you. It's been a really neat to see you. Uh, really build up the program. And I think one of the the big skill sets you bring is represented in this room, right? Is like, you know, people in the industry, students, and you can just bring it all together um, and bring your own skills to the table and make a difference. So that's really neat. Um, I want to throw it over to Jody since uh, kind of this, this helping hands thing is uh, his brainchild. So Jody, you've been in the industry a, a long time, um, I, I'd like to hear a little bit of why you started JC Innovations and then uh, take it a step further and, and tell us a little bit of how or why you started Helping Hands. Sure. <clears throat> no, I, I appreciate that. And um, so JC Innovations was a choice that I made during a transition phase. Um, like Fred said, we, we both have had a ton of fun working at Zimmer Biomet. Um, and I had to make the decision whether or not I was going to continue the fun on my own or move to another orthopedic company. And uh, I rolled the dice and said, you know, it's a pretty good town. Let me see if I can do it on my own. And uh, I've been extremely blessed um, living in Warsaw just with how many servants there are in town and how many people uh, come to the table with that heart um, to support each other in all aspects of life. Um, it doesn't matter if you're talking to fantastic students like Pablo who want to come and, and uh, do something great, um, put their talents to use helping uh, people in a real, real tangible way. Or if you're talking about, you know, um, neighbors or businesses in the area that are just looking to help everybody succeed. Um, so I've been very blessed living in this town, in this area and working with Grace. Mm-hmm. Um uh, helping hands, actually, uh, I can't claim it's my brainchild. Uh, I mean, it's it's definitely um, an invitation to everybody who wants to come bring their best selves to the table, um, and you know, join in the fun and, and participate in a real, uh, valuable way in all aspects. Whether you're designing something or you're you're finding recipients and bringing them to us to help. Uh, but I didn't come up with the idea. The idea's been around for a long time. Um, and it actually, this is totally a God thing. 
right? It was just, it was put in front of me um, during a casual conversation at an Optimist Club meeting. I don't yeah, know if sure. you guys are familiar yep. with the Optimist Club, but... Wednesday has, mornings around here, right? That's right. Yeah, that's, yeah. The pl- that's the place to be Wednesday mornings. So anybody listening that wants to uh, check us out, we've got like, I think it's like the sixth or seventh largest in the world. It's insane. Yeah, it's a great group. Um, and it, I was sitting at a table and I was talking to another um, Zimmer alum named Mike Hawkins, and he was talking about this type of uh, activity that he had done for a friend of his who was uh, his daughter with special needs, his friend's daughter with special needs, and she had a limb difference. And uh, at that time, he was using more of his craft and art to make it. And as we were discussing this, I was like, well, you know, we've got technology that's really become uh, more commonplace in the engineering world that um, a lot of people are latching onto, which is the 3D printing technology. Maybe we could help somebody. And so it just kicked off this whole, um, this whole process of at first it was just helps one person. And so we pitched it to the club, and we presented it to them. And we had two people come up to us before we even got to the table. And so we're like, okay, well, let's see if we can help those people. And then uh, talking to Fred, I was like, well, you know, we can do more. But I can help, I can help them, but I think we can do more. Mm. And as I was talking to Fred, it was like, okay, well, how would this look if we brought in students and talent that's developing and kind of harness that journey to help the, the students – um, um, uh, mature their engineering skills while also benefiting recipients in the area. And we tried it. And it worked great. That's awesome. Yeah, it worked really, 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 really well. And I was really happy with it. And I was like, well, maybe we can do more, right? So it was just like kind of baby stepping. And it was the entire time it was um, God kind of saying, well, do this. And, you know, do it with in earnest. Do it with your best skills and, and, and the best you can. And if you do it, you know, the best you can, then I'll give you a little bit more. It was just having faith. Okay. I, I did that. What, what else do you want me to do? Yeah. And so we just kind of continued that journey together and, and it's resulted in helping hands. Well, I think there's a verse that says, uh, whatever your hands find to do, do it with all your heart and, uh, whatever your engineering skills find to do, do it with all your heart. I love that. Um, all right, so a third person of the trifecta here, Pavle. Um, I'd love to back up with you just a little bit to tell us first how you got to Grace, because you're from Serbia, and when we mean Serbia, we don't mean like Serbia, Indiana. We mean like other side of the world, Serbia. So tell us a little bit about getting to Grace, and then um, your deciding to be an engineer in the first place. Well, um, that is a type of question that I get asked most of the times when when uh, somebody meets me, and it the, the story is that uh, I I've, uh, got recruited in Tennessee State for playing tennis, and um, things ha- haven't worked out uh, well there. They were about to close the program, so I was trying to find another school that has an engineering program. Pro- program because I enrolled uh, into engineering program there as well and I started um, looking at the tennis network to find schools in uh, NAA that have engineering and uh, coach Lewis was actually the person who I spoke to spoke and I decided I want to come to Grace because I was convinced that uh, it will not be a mistake and the reason why I chose engineering is because um, 
as a little kid, I thought I have a mindset of being technical, uh, paying attention to the details, uh, loving to explore the things, how they work, and get them apart, get them together. Uh, and that uh, constant curiosity for how things around us work. So I, I've decided to, uh, and, and math was always something that I enjoyed uh, doing. So I just wanted to take a chance and that's how I ended up here. So you could actually put the Lego sets together when you were a kid, unlike me. So, okay, that, Hopefully. <laughs> that makes sense. I think I made the right choice not going into engineering then. Um, so I, uh, I love uh, that it, at Grace, engineering is not just a theoretical thing, but it's a practical thing where you're trying to get hands-on experience. So um, let, let me start, uh, Dr. Wintorf, with you and say, you, you know, a project comes along early on into your career with Jody to, to do this helping hands thing. Um, how did you go from a first conversation with Jody? What was, what was the next steps to actually get this rolling and organized uh, i mean jody and i usually just go pretty fast we're just kind of oh let's do it and <laughs> i mean we, we got some students this summer let's, let's go and do it i mean that's i mean yeah and figuring out that we've worked enough together and we've, we we'll, we'll get it done it's it's again i don't know if it's the best way to do it but that's kind of i don't i don't remember i remember talking about it get really excited about opportunities and saying yeah we, we'll hire some people this summer and we'll just get it done and um I don't remember much more than that. Do you remember more than that? No, that, that's pretty much how it went. <laughs> I, I said, hey, what do you think? And you said, yeah. <laughs> so, okay, well, let's do it. And, uh, we, you know, we talked to some students and said, hey, um, you know, what do you guys think about this? Uh, actually, it was a, it was uh, the first round was kind of a pitch um, to the students saying, hey, um, we've got, a, we've got this opportunity. Yeah. Um, the opportunity is representative of a real actual in this case, it was a little girl. She's adorable. And it was like, hey, you could really help her. Would you be interested in doing that? And they were like, yeah, absolutely. So it, it was like, okay, well, what do we have to do? I said, okay, well, let's make some parts. So you had a little girl to, to help Zoe, right? Zoe, that, yeah. yeah. And, and uh, you had brain power, brain power. You needed to bring in some students to not only is it a great learning experience for them, but, but it's also um, – starting to be some hands and feet to get the work done. So, uh, Pavle, what did you do that first summer um, to uh, to begin the process with Zoe? Well, um, the engineering process is uh, unique because um, there are certain steps that you, you need to take when uh, you're considering any type of project and they're uh, interesting and boring parts of the project and the boring every engineer will tell you that documentation is for example the most boring part of engineering but uh, working with Zoe the, the project was to design and work on modeling uh, the prosthetic and uh, that was something that is not on the boring side it was uh, very very interesting to do and work on but there was a constant anxiety uh, when you're when you work on these things is and I always repeat that are am I good enough are my ideas good enough is there any path that I can take to make this more valuable for for uh, someone like Zoe because um, some activities that we take for granted in every single day can mean a lot 
sometimes, especially for uh, um, uh, a young being as Zoe. So it was uh, very, I was very, very honored to be part of it. Mm. And I also have to uh, mention that uh, there was another a girl that was working on it as well. His uh, n- name is Natalie Bontrager. And due to medical uh, concerns, he she is um, uh, uh, not currently in school. So I just want to uh, take this opportunity to say hi yeah. to her. Yeah, absolutely. And to acknowledge everything she's done on the project as well. So, yes, I, I'm uh, very blessed to be a part of it and that... Uh, Zoe's project was a part of my experience because uh, academia has a specific, let's say, uh, let's say path of how teaches you and prepares you for for the future. Uh, but there's a there's a gap between let's say theory, like you said, and the practical side of it. And engineering is definitely on the practical side. And you can have an engineering student graduates and then uh, uh, misses a lot of practical stuff. Like uh, when something is, is designed, uh, how are you going to fit this together? Well, I never really talked about it. Mm. I learned so many things and I can calculate and uh, analyze something, but I have still a lot, a lot of things to learn. Mm. So like everything in life, um, engineering processes um, is a constant learning where you don't assume that you know things, but you just accept that there's always uh, new things to learn. And you always cherish uh, the abilities and gifts that God's given to you. And yes, that's something. I don't know what classes he's taken this semester, but I think he needs an A. That's I'm just my opinion. I think he needs to work a little harder. Okay, that's, that's a pretty good answer. <laughs> Very good enough. Very good enough. <laughs> but I did want to, to point on a little bit uh, one of the other benefits of not only helping um, Zoe in this specific project, but also um, the thing of bringing Jody in here, that somebody that's actually done this for a living, is really helping um, the engineers with the design process so they actually makes it look like industry. They're mm. not kind of doing stuff in their garage, actually have some directions. That was a really nice part of having Jody involved with this is not only are they really helping some other person, but they're helping themselves as well because they're learning the process that will help them once they get to industry to be able to hit the ground running, being ready to go. Mm. So that was another really big part of having Jody involved with this is um, that assistance in having having, um, understanding how this translates, how you would do this in industry, using learning that boring parts of it. Some of it is boring, but trying to figure out and show them why you do this. Not It's it's not just check the box. It's actually, this is why you do it, because it makes the design better. And those kind of things was is a great thing of having Jody here to really um, help out our students. That's awesome. Well, you, uh, you, you have a... A, a prototype or something ex- with us. So uh, tell tell us what you have and try to explain a little bit to us non-engineering folks. Yeah. I might pass this to Pavle. We'll might pass Pavle a little okay. bit. But this is, and again, I would totally agree. This is really a lot of it was Pavle and, and Natalie's brainchild. I will not take any credit for it at all, other than I will hold it, um, and I can hopefully describe it. That's about it. But um, the cool thing is, um, so this is actually a very other. I d- the colors are slightly different than what Zoe has, but it's pretty much the exact same thing that we gave to Zoe at the end, and. Um, yeah, that's the idea. And so what we 
did was taking, um, well, the students did, I did nothing again, is the idea of, of taking a general model from this from um, the internet. So Thingiverse has a lot of different models. And what they did then was apply this, size this for Zoe, and then do some actually mechanical changes. So like the idea, and probably can correct me, but the this tensioning device, which is the big cool device, was actually a huge part of Natalie did that. That was the really, I think, a big thing that changed Zoe's life was really ability to, uh. to tension that. Because if you can kind of see this, and I don't, know if this is going to work or not on the internet um but the idea as you flex your wrist okay. the idea that your your fingers grip hmm. and the idea she can grip onto different things or different size things by changing this grip here i see so like when she moves her wrist the fingers yes close yes and this change open. here allows them to figure out how much they're actually going to close okay so she can grip onto different things like it's a marker versus her for her doll she can change this amount she's going to grip which is a big deal she wasn't able to do that previously okay so so she can also like change with yes. her she can change yep. the, the tension i yep. guess she would say to be yep. able to whether it's a larger object or a smaller object correct wow yeah and okay. that was that was to me that was i was I mean, my understanding, Natalie did most of that, and that was awesome. Uh, again, and and then um, probably with her, kind of took it to the finish line. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know if you have anything to to add. Tell us some little. Tell us a little bit more about it, um, Pavle. Like finger. I mean, just well, what what do you what do you have there? Um. Uh, well, uh, as Dr. Winter for described, the uh, the hand is moved by. Uh, uh, by the wrist, yeah, and uh, you can. Uh, so Natalie worked on this uh, piece that allows you to change the tension for the for the hand, so uh, that Zoe can make uh, grabbing different things more comfortable when yeah. she plays with the toys or when she wants. She also expressed. Um, she she once said that she likes to help uh, mom in the kitchen as well. So if she wants to grab different things or she needs a stronger grip, then she puts tension. Um, uh, she puts more tension, and Natalie uh, um, improved this rail where um, uh, you can slide it without a sig significant amount of effort. And the previous version uh, did not function very well, and it would fall off. And I think that uh, the after all that process and designing and changing things and trying 3D printing and failing and uh, after a couple of success successes, uh, when we saw Zoe uh, grabs things with a smile, that was very rewarding. And it was, um, it was um, a beautiful moment where all that anxiety that you had and all that worry, am I good enough, finally paid off. Mm. And well, uh, not only did I learned through this process about the modeling, about uh, making uh, things happen in real life, but I also contributed for this a little bit, mm. and that's that's uh, the f the first step of, I guess, changing the world, and uh, making the world a better place. That's awesome, and it's really neat just to hear that theme, and then it works itself out in a very practical story. Yeah, and I do, I do, don't want. To sound cliche, but it it is a it is very, just very rewarding. It just yeah. sounds cliche, but it is uh, it is very valuable for me as a person. Yeah, no, I I uh, I can only imagine what it was like to spend all that time and energy, and then and then hope confidently hope that it's going to work itself out in real life, and it and it does. 
And also one more thing that I uh, didn't mention, I'm sorry, is that a po- the palm was also reiterated and changed okay. so that it, it has a better grip for, for different things. Because show us, uh, show that kind of up to the, where the, what do you, where's the so, palm at? Okay. So, uh, the, I'm sorry, the thumb, not the, the palm. The thumb, okay. I'm sorry, the palm, the, the thumb. Okay. Um, so the, the, the way that the thumb was rotated, and I don't know if camera can see Yeah, it, you're good. Uh, did, did not also have a natural look and the the angle of the thumb was changed so that uh, more objects can be and also the size it was it wasn't really proportional to the other parts of the hand okay so uh, the angle was changed it was a uh, weird looking and it was very big and so that was that was one of the changes that was made that summer so uh so Jody you're kind of the you get this thing kicked off right you're the JC Innovations, you're kind of the innovator of getting this thing moving. What was it like for you to, um, you know, come alongside the students and see this go from, you know, something you've been working on up here to uh, Zoe playing with something on on the floor with her toys? Yeah, um, I think Pavle uh, described it very, very well. Um, so that the journey of design. Um, for people who aren't familiar with it, might think they might think I have an idea, and then you have the thing. That's that's not ever how it goes. That's how it works on Shark Tank when I yeah, watch. But <laughs> right. So um, the idea of structuring a design process um, and 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 joining and observing the journey of the students while they're going through coming up with the ideas, maturing the ideas. And then bridging the gap between that theoretical that Pablo was ta- talking about and the practical, real application, that, that's a unique and valuable experience. For the students, it's a unique and valuable experience for me to observe. Um, I, I uh, know just through years of experience in industry that and coming and, and observing new students and uh, new employees who come from other uh, locations – a lot of times there's a gap. A lot of times there's a gap between the, the theoretical and the real. Mm-hmm. And that gap um, manifests in a bunch of weird ways. One, one, people will come with ideas and then they just, you know, they, they get hit with that anxiety and they're not used to the anxiety. And they crumble under that stress because they, they struggle with all that internal turmoil of, you know, and what did I do wrong and why isn't this first idea the best idea? as well as they're not truly invested in the outcome because they never had an opportunity to bridge the gap between the theoretical and the, the real product. Watching these guys go through that iterative process, start with an idea, realize, oh my gosh, after working with Zoe and having her try it, I need to tweak this and this and this, and then slowly watch it mature into something fantastic. And then when she finally gets it and she's got that big smile on her face, watching their smiles, I was like, yeah, they got it. They got it. And then and and not only that, they did it in a way that they could take those same skills that they just employed here at Grace and go down the road to a Zimmer, to a Depew, and they're going to be able to kind of plug right in. Hmm. So they've got a real, um, they've got a real uh, experience to rely on and a story to tell when they go into those businesses or they go choose a, a career that they can they can say to themselves, "Do I really? Am I going to get that visceral?" Uh, intangible value from this career along with all the other stuff that comes with it. 
right? It's the thing that a lot of people don't consider when they go into a career. Hmm. Am I really going to get that? Am I going to get that enjoyment, that satisfaction, that feeling that I'm actually doing something good? Making a difference, yeah. And Pavley's got it. I, it's, I couldn't be happier. It's, it's, it's turned into something that uh, I'm, I'm really, really happy and blessed, and I think uh, God's done something really terrific here. You know what's neat to to see is um, obviously it impacted Zoe's life, right? But it impacted everybody else's life that was a part of it, and that is neat to see as well. Pavel, I want to ask you. Um, you know, you, you talked about having an engineering mind, being good at math. You know, coming to Grace, kind of tennis first being the the reason to get you here. You're leaving Grace uh, by at the end of this year, right, senior. Um, and, and hopefully if, if I told, I told Dr. Wintour if you needed an A, so I don't know if that, um, Might help. uh, when, um, when you leave grace, having gone through this process, what has changed about what you think engineering from what you thought engineering was to now what you think engineering is? Well, that is a very good question because, um, when you come to engineering pro program as a freshman, uh, you have that mind probably will be referred to as arrogant mindset, that you're going to be somebody who knows everything, who will uh, uh, just be able to solve almost any any problem that <laughs> exists there in the world, uh, which is, I mean, uh, th there's, there's some good things in that. But, and, and then uh, going through so much math and everything, uh, in the beginning, and you see that everything can be uh, calculated, solved easily. And then as you step into your junior and senior year, year you realize uh, that those courses uh, that are still introductory, um, uh, upper upperclassmen courses, have so much detail and have so much variables that play into uh, into uh, how things work around us that sometimes it's 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 very hard to tell and that and that you have to develop many different tools to come to an answer because they're just like in life so many variables that it's very hard to tell if, if you're right sometimes and uh, with that freshman uh, mindset that you you're gonna be somebody who knows everything and now coming to a senior year where you realize that there is so much more to learn and it's a it's a humbling experience that um, um, it, all engineer, engineers also tend to be uh, also I guess a little bit uh, more arrogant uh, because they have the right answer right. Uh, but it's uh, for somebody who pays attention, it's a humbling experience that um, it, there is so much more things to learn, and that uh, there is always something that can be better, hmm. modeled, created, and that is just a process like any any other thing in life, just a constant improving, and hopefully on that path you're becoming a better human being and that you can uh, be better for yourself and your community. Hmm. Um, so that's, that's how I see uh, the change from the very beginning to now. And one more thing to add is that I really like how the United States treat school and practical work, internships and uh, those things because it forces you to uh, to get more mature 
professionally than let's say back home where people uh, have more comfort during the break between the school years. So what I'm taking from here, uh, one of the most valuable things other than um, everything that I've experienced here is uh, that initiative that I have that even when I have, for example, a winter break right now, I can uh, use that time to uh, be productive in some other things in uh, trying to uh, become a better human again and uh, um, be better for my community. Yeah. Well, and it's, uh, the, uh, the Helping Hands project is a perfect example, right? That was a summer project. You weren't in classes. You were, you were uh, doing that over your summer break um, to really learn and apply all that stuff you um, had learned throughout the year. Dr. Wintorf, when you oh go ahead, I I, I, I had another question just for Pavle if that's oh, okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I just I'm taking over my spot here as the interviewer. Go, no, no yeah, go for you it. Go. No. There you go. no. Um, but yeah, I was kind of curious because the idea of, of being an engineer, you can be very perfectionist. That is kind of where Pavle plays. And but the idea of, of having eventually have to say this is good enough to go to somebody and then actually see that it works. I'm really interested to see again going because that was really your first process of actually making something real was that summer. So how did how did that change you? Because before that, you'd done everything was on the computer, do other things like that. How did that physically change you? A very good question, and I, uh, I uh, Dr. Weintorf, uh knows me really well, and uh, I, from the athletic side, I have that uh, arrogance that you need to be competitive, to uh, um, to to be rough with your opponents, to not just let them win, um, but that's not how I see life. Most of the time, that's leave that for sport. And in this uh, experience, since it was also my first process, it, it, it's just impossible that I that I can make something that I can regard as perfect. And and yeah, nothing can be perfect. Um, it was uh, a very humbling experience uh, where I also started seeing um, effort in uh, other in. Uh, other people's work, and I started appreciating uh, time and effort of pretty much any field or anyone that is trying to make something better because it's uh, it's it's hard and sometimes it's very exhausting, especially when you care. And in in this project, it was um, very hard um, because engineering is also a, um, a field. I mean other fields probably as well, but it's always that question, am I good enough? Is this good enough? And then, and I'm repeating myself, but it's um, it was a humbling experience where I also learned how to um, uh, use that anxiety to motivate me to make uh, a better product and learn faster and uh, be to get to be able to uh, make better product in the end. Hmm. Well, Pavla, I can say as somebody who is meeting you for the first time, not only am I thoroughly impressed by the work you have done, but even at the beginning of this conversation, the first thing you did was ensure that your coworker on this project, Natalie, was recognized. And um, that says a lot about the kind of person you've become, not just the kind of engineer that you are. Dr. Wintorf, um, you, you brought the right guy to the table, but tell us, you know, 
um, this is your chance to sell the engineering program. So the, the, the prospective student that might hear this or the parent who might hear this and say, I, uh, maybe my kid could uh, go to Grace for engineering. Give us just some few bullet points about how you would express um, how this process and this project exemplifies the engineering program at Grace as it is now. Yeah, I guess it's a great model. One um, is kind of another model we kind of use is engineer to serve is, is the idea of, of what I want Grace um, Engineering to be about. The idea that you're going to use the, the skills that you sharpen here to make the world a better place. Um, two is it's going to be industry relevant. So the idea that we really want to not teach you just the theoretical, but we want to teach you how to actually use those properly in the industry so you actually can hit the ground running is a, a big part of it. Um, and then the idea to pull in experts that really can do that. We are beyond um, academics. So anybody that's been in front of Pavle has had at least 10 years of industry experience. Mm. So those are the main things. And if you look at this project, that's the same thing too. Jody and I have worked a lot together in industry and, and bringing um, that skill set to this project. So those are the, the, the main thing, three things I think would I would love people to think of about the engineering program. And I think the big strengths are also demonstrated in this project. Yeah. And you couldn't uh, you couldn't drop an engineering program in a better location. <laughs> I mean, this uh, town just uh, crawling with good people and good engineers, which is just awesome. Jody, uh, what's next? So, um, you know, what what's Helping Hands uh, hoping to do next? Uh, what projects do you foresee in the future? Yeah. Uh, so it's. Um it's going to be all driven by what God has in store. We're we're trying to do the best we can with the what what we've been given so far with the recipients we have, um, with the the different organizations we're working with, and with the fantastic volunteers in the area. Um, anybody who's interested, you know, come to the table with a servant's heart and you know with your best your best self. Um, we're always happy to um, to plug anybody in who wants to come uh, to the table. And uh, if you know somebody that has a need, you know, uh, the more people we are aware of, the more people we can help. So I would say what's next for Helping Hands, um, just to help as many people as possible and to watch the community that's being built around it grow. Uh, invite more people in and uh, just see smiles and fantastic students uh, have the opportunity to do something fantastic. Jody, if uh, somebody wanted to uh, find out more about Helping Hands or about you um, and the work that you do with JC Innovations, um, how could they uh, find you? Sure, yeah. Uh, check out my website. Well, you can go to Grace because Grace has a, a link to my website, or you can go directly to my we uh, website, which is jc-innovations.com. And uh, it's got uh, my information in there. It's got some some summaries on uh, Helping Hands. There's a Helping Hands page, so click on that, and you'll get a little summary, and you'll be able to see some of these fantastic students um, at work. And uh, don't hesitate to reach out. We, we love to hear from, from people. Good. And uh, Dr. Wintorf, same thing. What's the best way to get in connection with you and the engineering program at Grace? What's the um, best way to contact you about hiring Pavle here in a few months? That's <laughs> yeah, I am very interested in that. Um, I, I, probably my cell phone's not appropriate on that one. But, um, again, the Grace website's probably the best place to do it. Um, if you want, my email address is, is wontorfa at grace.edu. Again, I'd love to, 
to hear about you of, of, of ways that we could serve the community. I, I love to look for other things. It was awesome to find Jody, and we, we plan on doing that. Summer's coming future is working together doing that. But again, I would love to have any other examples of where we can use our engineering skills to help people's lives but make them better. And so, yeah, I'm very interested in that. So, That's awesome. Yeah, please reach out. Any uh, any last words? Anybody have anything they're itching to share? I don't want to leave anybody out. Thank you for uh, inviting me to come uh, on this episode, and it was great to see you guys again. No, thank you so much, Jody. Thank you, Pavle. Uh, thank you for inviting us, and uh, I just want to uh, mention it uh, from all these compliments. I don't want people to have higher expectations of me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and thank you, Dr. Wintour, <laughs> oh, for, for participating as well. And thanks all of you for listening to the Grace Story podcast. Music was written and produced today by Dr. Wally Brath, Assistant Professor of Worship Arts at Grace College. And thanks to our co-producers, Andrew Palladino and Rick Neer. And if you can do us a huge favor and rate and comment this podcast wherever you retrieved it from, we would be so grateful. Until next time, live your best Grace Story today.